Welcome back, everybody, to Young and Positive. It's been a while. Uh, I haven't uploaded since February of this year. So about five or something months ago, five or six, I can't remember. But the reason I kind of haven't really uploaded is because I've been really busy with trying to get ready for school um, because I'm currently at school at the moment at BYU-Idaho. And I got here about April, mid-April, and... Before that time, I was kind of just preparing for all the stuff I needed to get to school and just working a lot and trying to earn money so I can save up and all those different things that come with trying to prepare to go to school. And so because of that, I haven't really felt like it was a good time to start trying to record again. And I'll be honest, there's a little bit of excuses as well, just not really feeling it or just I have time, but I don't really want to do it type of thing. But I kind of wanted to do do it and start over again and kind of try to get back on the, a routine of uploading. Maybe every two weeks, three weeks, maybe I'll see how this goes. Um, I only have four weeks left of school, so maybe when I get home, I'll have a little bit more time to kind of focus on getting out content and those type of things. But for this podcast, I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to share. And so I kind of felt like I just needed to outreach to others to find a topic and I came up with a question um, and I posted on a Facebook page called Worldwide Unified and the question was what is something you wish you had gotten advice on uh, when you were a young adult? I did this because I feel like it's good to understand what older people or I guess people that are older than us, uh, young adults, what they wish they had gotten advice on and that can help us understand what we maybe need to learn at this time in our lives and what we can improve on um but i got over like 300 comments on this page so i will try to go through a few of them share my opinions my personal advice uh maybe even how i'm doing on these things and if i feel like i need to improve anywhere But the first one I kind of want to talk about is the importance of developing emotional intelligence and the benefit of setting healthy boundaries in all relationships. So emotional intelligence. Uh, Emotional intelligence is just basically the ability to understand, uh, use, and pretty much manage your emotions and to do it in a positive way. Uh, And... Honestly, this is not easy. Like, this is not something that you can just gain in, like, a year. It's going to take the rest of your life pretty much to gain it. But I think you can gain certain skills and tactics to be able to to control your emotions. But I think uh, the first reason or the first way we can control our emotions is through self-management. This is basically your able to control impulsive feelings and behaviors and be able to take initiative, uh, manage your emotions in healthy ways. It's basically yourself managing your emotions, pretty much, is what it is. And I think the best way to do that is just to understand what emotions you are feeling and to understand how, in general, you can just manage certain emotions. Now, this requires you to, to look and, and to research about these things. 
I feel like when you understand more of why you feel the way you feel and the reasons behind it and the psychology behind it, it really just helps you control those more and to manage them. Because now you understand, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. How do I avoid those situations? Or how do I uh, remind myself that I am in control of my emotions? And I think impulsive emotions are like when you're driving home, you've had a long day at work, or you've had a long day at school and you're driving, or you're walking home, and then someone cuts you off, or something like that happens. And it just sparks a, a impulsive emotion, like you're angry. And how do you control that? How do you manage that? And I think the best way you manage it is that you have to be aware of when those come and realize that where those emotions are stemming from. The emotions aren't stemming from that person cutting you off. The emotions are stemming from what occurred, you, occurred to you that previous day. And so when you can understand that in this moment, I have control over what my emotions are and it can't have an influence because of my past or what's happened previously. I need to manage it now, not a cumulative of what happened during the day. For me, it's, I honestly don't really get too many impulsive emotions and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. Like it happens, like just we're human, <laughs> but I feel like something that's always helped me is just realizing that you can just take a deep breath and just most of the time after you take a deep breath for like 30 seconds, that emotion goes away. So you really have to focus and realize when those emotions are coming up. Um, and impulsive emotions are hard to recognize because they come at any moment. It's not really something you can plan for. But you just have to be mindful, mindful of what's happening around you and what could affect your emotions and try to manage those. Another way is just being self-aware. When we can be aware of emotions we are most commonly feeling and how and why we feel those emotions, then we'll be able to control situations that will occur to you in a different way and you'll see them in a different way if you are self-aware of your emotions. So I think, honestly, that's a really good thing to, to work on especially at our age, because we're going to start having situations come and it's going to be stressful. It's going to be really hard to, to control those emotions during our stress. Uh, we're going to be, you could be at school right now, you could be stressful about finals, about uh, assignments, what you're going to do in the future, uh, marriage, kids, all those things are coming in our lives and we have to be able to be aware of our emotions and to control them. Don't let our emotions control us, but let us control our emotions. And with healthy boundaries and like relationships, that is so key because if you can set boundaries in a relationship, especially healthy ones, it's just gonna go so much better. Like there's just so much more happiness and joy that can come from those relationships. I'm currently in a relationship of just about um, three months now, uh, might be a little bit more, but anyways, 
Honestly, we've, I've personally learned a lot about the importance of boundaries. And boundaries not in the sense of taking things farther than they need to, in that sense. Boundaries as in realizing how the other person reacts to certain things. Understanding their emotions. Understanding how they function. How they are who they are. Like what makes them who they are. And I've learned as I've as I've come to understand what who she's like and what she's like and, and all those different things, it's easier to be able to control the way I react to certain things as well. When you have boundaries like that set and you understand how the person other how the other person is, how they react to certain situations, and just goals that you both have, just makes it so much better. It just makes it easier to makes it feel like the relationship is just flowing like there's no kinks in the relationship because you understand and you've set these boundaries and you know what the other person doesn't like and what they do like and you know what you don't you like and what you don't like and those things are just key in creating a healthy relationship so that's my advice uh for those things and i think that's something that we should learn especially as young adults um as we're going to come up with conflicts in the future um let's see what else i can find Ooh, this one's good let's talk about this one forgiving is moving on ignoring is carrying your baggage everywhere ain't that the truth i want to get a little personal here and a little bit open um i've been taking therapy recently um, because there's a few things that i really want to I guess you could say change. Just things I need to understand more about the way I'm feeling about certain things. And on this topic, my therapist shared me an analogy or kind of a way to look at this a little bit differently is, and this is more of like a religious way to look at it. So if you're, you have this bag, this bag has shame, guilt, uh, sins, whatever feelings, anger, uh, sadness, depression, all those things. They are in this bag. You're carrying this bag. Now, it's could be a small bag, could be a large bag. Whatever bag you feel like you're carrying. Um, most of the time, it's going to be pretty heavy. And it's going to be hard to carry, no matter what size. And you're walking up um, to the altar. And Jesus Christ is there. And you set this bag down on the altar. And you're praying, and, and Jesus Christ says, you're forgiven. Uh, and then after that, you're, you're happy, you're joyous. You're like, yes, I'm forgiven. Like, this is the best feeling. But then, for some reason, you pick that bag up, and you walk away with it again. And she just asks, why? Why do you go back and carry that bag? Like, you set the bag on the altar, and you're forgiven. It's that easy. Yeah, we make it so complicated. And we make it where we're just attached to feeling those feelings of shame, guilt, sin, depression, sadness, whatever emotion is. We're addicted to it. We're addicted to the way it feels. And we feel like if we lose that emotion, then we lose who we are. That's an interesting way that we we think about those things is that if we lose the feeling of of sadness 
or of depression, then we won't really know who, tr- who we truly are. Like, we feel like we lost ourselves. But in reality, we found ourselves because we're away from those emotions. We've overcome them. We're forgiven of what we've done in the past. And it's really helped me just try to think about it that way, that I'm, I'm purposely carrying this baggage for no reason yet I'm forgiven. So I think the advice that I could give is just, it's not as hard as we think it is to be forgiven. You know, Christ went through every single thing that we've ever gone through. He's going through what you're going through right now. And he knows for a fact that we're gonna make mistakes. It's just inevitable. We're all going to fail, we're gonna not succeed and we just have to realize that and we have to realize that because we're going to do those things Christ sacrificed so that we can overcome those feelings that's that's the main reason why he did that is so that he can succor us or he can come to our aid and he knows how to help us and aid us in those situations so learning to forgive ourselves specifically is such a big help to our emotional health and not only to our emotional health but our spiritual temporal uh, physical all those things are just connected they're interlocked if we can forgive ourselves then a lot of times the problems that are around us and our other aspects of our lives will slowly be able to dissipate and disappear and fade away And I've realized that in my own life, especially after she gave me that advice, I've realized more that when I'm partaking of the sacrament, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm leaving that baggage there at that seat that I just sat in, and I'm walking away from it. And I need to just visualize that. Sometimes that's what we have to do is, sometimes that's how we learn. Sometimes we have to visualize things. Visualize yourself sitting down, taking the sacrament, and then just leaving everything that you want to be forgiven for right there at that seat and dedicate yourself to just being better, to becoming better and to creating new habits and identifying things, other things that you need to change and other things you need to forgive yourself for or forgive others for. And it's not easy. Like I have struggled with this for a long time in my life. But I think now I've come to realize more and more just how much love Christ has for us. The fact that he did that for us is just insane. It's incomprehensible um, because it's just such a magnificent event that occurred that we don't realize how much power we can gain from it. And if we can access it, that's even more power we can gain from it. And Realize that the situations you've gone through in your life and that you've had to forgive yourself for or forgive others for, you ultimately can use that to help others. And I also feel like that's one of the reasons why we do go through struggles is because it gives us the opportunity to reach out to others that are going through the same thing and to help them, to share strategies that you have, share 
insights that you've gained and your personal witness of how it is possible to overcome where you're, you just overcame. And use that to your advantage. Use those struggles that you've had and the opportunities you've had to be forgiven by Christ and to be able to minister and, and love and, and share those insights with others so that they can see that, that it's possible that Christ's atonement is for them too. Sometimes you just feel like it's not for you. Sometimes you just feel like it's, it's just meant for other people and that you're out of the picture. But in reality, you're in the picture. You just can't see yourself clearly. All right, so I want to talk about two more comments uh, before I finish, but here's the first one. It is so important and totally possible to find joy where you are at. Even during the really hard, during trials and challenges and unknowns, don't wait for outside influences to make you happy or have the I'll be happy when mentality. Resilience comes when you, can't when you can find joy despite the challenges. When it comes from within, not externally, practice letting yourself feel joy and don't let others have the power to give and take it from you. I love this because I'm such a firm believer that happiness is a choice, that it's not just something that comes from external or internal things. It's more of a choice that you you make to be happy. And a lot of times we expect these outside influences to be our source of happiness whether it be whether it be family friends uh money job uh these things these things are good that they're bringing us happiness but i think we need to more rely on things that'll give us eternal happiness things that'll not just keep us at this equilibrium um, of happiness, but raise it, uh, continually raise that equilibrium to where we're just naturally happy. Um, and I think something that I like that is said in here is not to have the I'll be happy when mentality. Like, I'll be happy when school's over, or I'll be happy when um, I'm not sick anymore, those type of things. Those things are so common for us now to say because it's just we don't think we can be happy at the moment because of what we're going through or because of the situation we're in but we need to rather find how we can be happy in those situations so that we're not expecting happiness to come but we're having happiness currently for me one thing that always helps is when you can just Find things that will ultimately raise your happiness level. Um, so doing things that bring you joy, whether it be serving others, uh, reading a book, listening to music. Those things that we can do daily, reading the scriptures, prayer, uh, talking with our friends and our family. Those things can help raise the equilibrium itself. Not just keep it at that same level, or at a plateau, but to raise it. Make the choice each day to to want to be happy, to see things as a, a positive in your life, and to not look at trials in such a bad way. So ultimately, let it let happiness come within. Don't let it come externally. Don't rely on 
other sources for your happiness. When you do that, what happens is is when you lose those things, then you're lost. You're like, where where did my happiness go? And it left because you relied so much on external things to be able to provide that for you. The things of the world aren't going to last, but the things of God are going to. So the things that we can do are the things that bring us closer to God. When we're closer to God, when we're doing things that make us holy and pure and make us feel good, those things will bring us lasting happiness. When we have the Spirit constantly with us, that is just a a reminder, a comforter, a person that can be our reliance of, of happiness during trials. Because when we're in trials, when we're struggling, when we need that hope and that joy in those trials, it comes from the Spirit. It comes from God. It doesn't come from from other things. So a lot of people say when you're struggling, when you're not feeling good or you're down, to go serve others. And that's because when you're in the service of God, you're in, when you're in the service of fellow beings, you're in the service of God. So you're doing something to raise the equilibrium and to be able to come closer to God. So when you feel down or when you can't seem to find happiness in the trials, seek God, seek his experience, seek his wise counsel and and seek the spirit ultimately. When you have that spirit in your life and you, it makes you feel hope and a joy that nothing else can bring. That even though you feel like it's the end and it's like, man, I'm never going to be happy. Like, when is this trial going to be over um, so I can be happy? It's more of the changing your mindset to how can I be happy now even though I'm struggling? What can I do that'll help bring that happiness? Because we all want joy. We all want happiness. We just have to find it. We have to seek it. It's going to take work. It's not going to just come to us. But it has to come eternally and it has to come from the Spirit. Because that's gonna what that's what's gonna bring us that happiness during those trials. And the last one that I want to talk about, which is this. It says reading the Book of Mormon, I'm so grateful for all this experience I had so far in my life. However, if I would have read the Book of Mormon sooner, the amount of joy that the fullness of the gospel brings would be immeasurable. Still I'm glad to know that the Book of Mormon is true now and to have it in my life now, even if it was later in life. I think this is great, because the Book of Mormon honestly just brings so much joy to my life personally. Uh, I have always wanted to have regular scripture study as a habit, um, not only personally, but in relationships. And currently we've been starting to do that uh, three times a week to read the Book of Mormon together. And currently that's going really well. I don't know, there's something about it when you're reading it with someone else, uh, someone that you love, someone that you care about, you just, you find more joy in it because you both are are trying to improve together, to become better people and to feel the spirit more. And I think what comes from the Book of Mormon for me is just the knowledge of our Savior. And it strengthens my testimony so much because 
the experiences that these people have in the Book of Mormon are so much different in a sense to what the experiences are in the Bible. Because I feel like I can apply myself a little bit more to the experiences in the Book of Mormon. Because I feel like I relate to the, the feelings that they have. For example, we just finished re reading First Nephi, and we just read Second Nephi chapter 4. And if you know what that chapter is about, it's about Nephi. Um, Lehi previously just died in that chapter. And Nephi is kind of a very strong and faithful person. He always found a way to follow spirit, and he always prayed about things, and his brothers didn't like that. <laughs> but in this chapter, he kind of shares his weakness of that. He doesn't want to feel the temptations or the struggles of sin and, and wanting to do those things. He's tired of it, and he says to awake um, he says, Awake, my soul, and droop no more in sin. And I think that's just powerful. There's just so many experiences like that in the Book of Mormon that just help us realize that even the people of God, the prophets, the people that are called of God to do these things are not perfect. They're people just like us. They may have different struggles or different uh trials that they had to go through compared to now but the the knowledge and the doctrine is still the same today so if you have the chance make it a habit to read the book of mormon whether it be a couple verses a couple chapters however you want but try to make it a habit i think that when i was able to do book of mormon challenges on my mission where we really focused on a certain thing in the book of mormon uh, one time we focused on hearts, uh, hardness of hearts, softness of hearts. So every time that reference came up, we had to underline it or do whatever we want to to kind of uh, recognize those things. And you learn so much about the importance of having a soft heart that without it, you can't really receive guidance or revelation. And if you have a hard heart, you're, you're not focused on God. You're focused on worldly things. And those type of things. And then one time we focus on references to the Savior. And you learn more about how many names the Savior has. And how important that that name is to so many people in the Book of Mormon. And such an impact he has on others. When you really focus on something specific, especially when reading the Book of Mormon, you find a different perspective. You find new verses that you never thought impacted you before so i challenge you if you haven't to to make a habit to read the book of mormon like that guy said he even though he has that knowledge now the the more you can gain that knowledge younger and and gain it the the stronger your testimony is the stronger your your ability to feel a spirit to receive revelation will be well i think that'll do for for this podcast but i hope that what i've shared is somewhat of a benefit to anybody. Um, I'm not perfect at all. Um, I'm not doing this because I feel like I have the best advice. I'm doing this because it really helps me to change my perspective on things and to learn more and to increase my knowledge of the gospel and just in life in general. So I hope that you were able to benefit from something in this 
and honestly share your thoughts with me uh, i have an instagram i have a facebook page those types of things just dm me uh, and leave a review as well on the podcast so that other people can see this podcast and maybe it'll help somebody else as well uh, share with a friend but in that note uh, just remember keep smiling and stay positive